All right, we are live, <clears throat> and I am running a bit late, so you'll have to forgive me about 13 minutes late there from the 8 a.m. dial. It's the AddedSouls.com podcast, the Early Bird podcast. If I might get with you, always a pleasure. <clears throat> today, what are we today? Well, we're Thursday, and on Thursdays is the Thursday's topic. And what is the topic? Well, homophobia, right? Homophobic. Isn't that a word we hear? quite often, and we've been hearing for a while now, and uh, we want to have a discussion about that. I'm going to read a few articles on that from our friends over at ApologeticsPress.org, and also from uh, Christian Courier, ChristianCourier.com, ApologeticsPress.org and ChristianCourier.com, and of course I'll share some of my experience and thoughts and studies along the, the, the way, as we do when we read some of our brethren's material. Uh, regarding this word that is now so easily flung around, isn't it? It kind of takes its <clears throat> position along with all the other words that are flung around these days, such as bigot, <clears throat> racist, and a various other words that are being utilized. Oh, man. <clears throat> Forgive me, I've got a frog in my throat. Pun intended. Yes, I am a French guy. Okay, so um, let me see here, just to make sure we're rolling. Let me check on our... Uh, Page here, yeah. I think we're we're going. I think we're live, huh? Says we are, anyways. Uh, housekeeping stuff. Please be sure to uh, like, follow, rumble, share, comment, all that kind of good stuff. Please consider supporting this kind of work so that it can have the financial backup to keep going. Uh, you can do so by signing up at addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to sign up, but from there you can choose to willing and able to support. Any amount is a good amount. Trust me, it goes towards. Uh, the Added Souls Ministry, the Maya family, and the mission work we are involved in. I preach for the East Coast Church of Christ. It is a newly planted church over here in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, we are 15 members strong and growing and uh, doing our best to uh, faithfully walk according to the scriptures, the New Testament system under our master, Jesus Christ. And we'd love to have you partake in this mission field, this European model. There are no Churches of Christ in Moncton. Now there is, and you can get involved with that. So please consider uh, signing up and supporting through addedsouls.locals.com. There's also PayPal donations, uh, my email address, addedsouls at gmail.com, and you can also send uh, a donation or check through the mail. Reach out to me. We can have a conversation. We can have uh, back and forth emails, or we can have a video chat conversation. We can have a phone call, whatever it takes. If you're really looking, uh, if you're serious about getting involved with some good work, and you'd be blessed to do so, it's a it's a really good thing. Okay, so homophobia, right? Well, what's the title we gave this here? Fo homophobic is the topical discussion of the hour, and uh, we want to have a conversation about that. We're going to open up some articles here. I'll put them up on the screen. And we'll do what we've been doing in the past, which is read through them, and I'll insert my thoughts, my studies, and so on and so forth. Okay, let me see here. Bang. All right, that's on the screen. Let me slide in with my video feed over there. All right. ApologeticsPress.org. It's a wonderful ministry, a wonderful location uh, that you want to check out for all kinds of apologetics, knowing how to defend your faith. You know, this helped me a great deal when I was turning towards Christ, trying to make sense of life after having lived <laughs> as a heathen and pagan for decades. Uh, I needed to know that what I believe in, I could defend. And that's why I believe 
in the Bible. That's why I am a Christian, because I could defend it in court. I learned how to. That's oh, That opened my mind to something I didn't know Christianity was about. I thought Christianity was something driven by blind faith, something, you know, uh, filled with mysticism, filled with what the world portrays Christianity to be. Because men have created Christianity in their own image, and in their own image is a deviation from what the pattern of the Christ is recorded and written in the Bible. And I didn't know that. So I was like, Christianity is a joke. Look at these people. Look at how they believe. Like, it makes no sense to me. But when I was able to tap into the ministry of the apologeticspress.org website and look at what they were actually saying and how they could defend what they believed in, well, my mind just completely opened. I'm like, wow, history, science, all of these realms that we trust these tools can defend Christianity and, and, and make logical, cohesive, uh, 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 well, I don't know the proper word, but it makes sense of it. You can defend it, is all I'm trying to say. So I can't brag on them enough. I don't know these brethren personally who work over at Apologetics Press, you know, uh, Dave and Kyle and all the others there. I have met Kyle once, just briefly, I think, uh, at a, uh, where was it, at Fried Hardeman, I think. Uh, but I don't know, these brothers, they probably don't know me whatsoever and probably don't care much about what I do. But I, I truly love them for the work they do and, and what they've been producing. And I, that's why I just can't brag on them enough. Because the information they produce leads you to the Bible. That's what they're about. And that's what I find so humbling and so wonderful with their uh, content. So anyways, there it is. I plug them in. Hopefully they'll uh, <laughs> find this and support my mission work over here in this European world over on in the east coast of Canada. Okay, so apologeticspress.org. The article is Are Christians Homophobic? by Brother Dave Miller. By Brother Dave Miller. Are Christians Homophobic? You know, that's a word, again, that's flung around all, the, all, all over the place. You're homophobic. You're phobic. You're transphobic. You're, 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 well, they'll attach phobic to anything and everything that you might have concern with, that you might have opposition to. Uh, they'll call you racist. You know, that's another one now flung around all the time. Big, I think ho uh, phobic, bigot, and racist are the biggest ones. Because, I mean, who wants to be phobic? And who wants to be a bigot? And who wants to be racist? Well, no one. So, I mean, if you're being called that, then, oh, ooh, you're the enemy. So, I mean, anyone who can understand this tactic who is, I don't know, has received enough life experience and wisdom to, to see the tactic of the narrative. I mean, it's just, you know, that's how you win the argument. Keep screaming at your opposition that they're racist. And people around who are ignorant will be like, oh, well, I don't want to be a racist like him. So he's wrong and you're right. You know, that kind of mentality. Are Christians homophobic by Dave Miller? Question, are Christians homophobic? Well, the answer. The PC crowd, you know, the political correctness, uh, this, this infection, this contaminant that has sadly uh, crept into the church, into many churches, the PC crowd regularly and incessantly levels uh, charges of, quote, phobia against all those who disagree with them on any number of moral issues. If you believe the Bible teaches that homosexuality is sinful, you are declared, quote, homophobic or, quote, lesbophobic. And now, of course, they have transphobic and a whole bunch of other phobics added to the colorful rainbow and the alphabet 
mix and all that kind of stuff. So if you believe Islam is a false religion that endangers the American way of life or the Western way of life more broadly, you are deemed, quote, Islamophobic. If you are concerned about the moral and spiritual impact of the nation of those who enter uh, the Western world illegally, you are labeled xenophobic. If you believe in the God of the Bible and consider atheism to be false, you are atheophobic. If you believe transgenderism is a mental illness, you are deemed as transphobic. And the list goes on. Again, anything they deem to be um, against them, they will attach the phobic name to it and therefore charge you with that. So these charges are unfounded, inaccurate, and untrue. That's just, like, that's the absolute objective uh, uh, reality. It's just, it's, it's just, it's unfounded, it's inaccurate, and it's untrue. It just is what it is. True Christians are not irrationally afraid of such things. You know, we just aren't. I've had uh, homosexual individuals uh, in our community and, uh, and around our neighborhoods since I was, since I can remember as a child. There's always been one. We weren't like screaming and jumping in the ditch when one would walk by. They were typically kind. We were kind to them. We'd have conversations. You know, I've had friends whose brothers and sisters were homosexuals. Uh, there were kids at school that were homosexuals. You know, I've, I've not seen, uh, from my part anyways, and from those who are close to me, any kind of uh, unkindness of that uh, sense. Now, has there been violence against uh, uh, those who practice homosexuality in schools, yeah, I do, I do believe there has, and I've been always been against that. But it doesn't make what they do right, you know. But anyways, okay, so true Christians are not irrationally afraid of such things. You're not going to be like, and start screaming and throwing stuff at these people, like, oh, no, oh, no. Not at all. Rather, they have given considered analysis to each issue, including a careful assessment of what the Bible teaches, parentheses, and generally what once characterized American civilization, and concluded that these behaviors are immoral and harmful to society. Now, that's not phobic to say that. It's just a moral objective absolute. It's just a standard of reality, which, again, is proof why the devil and his influence doesn't want us to believe in absolutes. Now, I'm not saying everything is absolute. There is subjectivity in a great ocean of many things we have to live with in this life. You don't like pepperoni on your pizza? Well, I do. I don't like anchovies. Okay. All right. What? We're going to kill each other now? <laughs> oh, no. Well, there are things, though, that are absolutes. One plus one makes two. I mean, I'm just being simple with it, but, you know, there are absolutes. You do exist. You are here on this earth. You are listening to the words coming out of my mouth. This is reality. This is an objective absolute. Right? Okay. Well, neither do they fear murderers, thieves, or fornicators regarding us Christians and sinful activities. Rather, they recognize such behaviors as sinful in God's sight, unhealthy and detrimental to civil society, and actions that will ultimately cost the practitioner his soul for all eternity. Galatians 5, 19-21, Revelation 21, 8. True Christians love such people and experience genuine sorrow over their self-destructive condition. Matthew 5, 44, 23, 37, Ezekiel 18, 32. Yet, error is always inconsistent, hypocritical, and actually guilty of the mal malady it 
it, it, decry, it decrees, okay? The same people who filled the airways with their cries of, quote, intolerance and judgmental, and we hear that quite often, do we? Are the very ones who are extremely intolerant, judgmental, and fearful, phobic of anything or anyone who believes in the Bible and Christianity. Really? Like if you take a step back and have a sober mind, that's exactly what you see out there. Indeed, they are Christophobic, irrationally afraid of and bitterly opposed to the precepts of Christ and the biblical principles on which the Western world was founded. More strongly so in America and bled over here up north in Canada. Satan has always been slick, quote-unquote, slick in his ability to divert attention away from spiritual reality and generate opposition against the truth, like the Wizard of Oz who said, quote, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain, right? <laughs> Sadly, these kind of sinister powers, in in them, they're in the church and they're behind the pulpit. They put on some kind of an act for you, but inwardly, ravenous wolves, cunning, unrighteously cunning brethren gotta be careful with this stuff sinful wicked behaviors as defined by deity are damaging to people physically and spiritually they cannot be justified or dismissed as trivial simply because those who champion these mischaracterize uh, or, or champion them mischaracterize the righteous as quote phobic or hateful those who speak against moral, godly principles and those who defend them are truly guilty of, quote, hate speech. Quote, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, Isaiah 5.20. Quote, but these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption and will receive the wages of unrighteousness, 2 Peter 2, verses 12 and 13. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, evil-mindedness. They are haters of God, inventors of evil things, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Do you know how many brethren infected by this agenda in the church approve of those who practice them? They will defend the sinner, the sin, and they will persecute, practice persecution against the faithful who openly, publicly expose these sins. I know it. I've been in the church for 11 years now, faithful. I've, I know this. I've seen it. I've, I've experienced these things. No wonder Paul said, be not deceived. There's great deception in this. Don't be deceived by these. Again, we're not, you don't need to be rude to them or be unkind or hateful or violent physically against them or anything, but that don't mean we need to be cowards and uh, think that God's love is now somehow... Uh, watered down to us uh, enabling and, and encouraging these sinful activities because somehow that's how we're going to convert them to Christ? No, not at all, not at all, not at all. So that's an article there, a quick article from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. And we're going to open up now 
uh, our friends over at Christian Courier and um, ChristianCourier.com and read therein. Let me see if I can put it up on the screen. There we go. By uh, Jason Jackson, which I would believe is Wayne Jackson's son. Okay, Are You Phobic is the title over at ChristianCourier.com. Quote, we need to be tolerant of other people especially those of a different sexual orientation, end quote. So goes the common saying. The homosexual agenda is everywhere. Those who preach, quote, tolerance are not tolerant of you, if you disagree with them, right? That's what Elliot Chambers learned when he wore a sweatshirt to Woodbury High with the words, quote, straight pride. The next day, he was called into the principal's office and told not to wear the, the, the sweatshirt to school. It was offensive to several homosexual teens who complained. His parents talked with the principal, Dana Babbitt, to resolve the issue. And when they expressed their concern about the school's overt support of homosexuality and bisexuality, Babbitt called them, you guessed it, dun-dun-dun, homophobic. Oh, we don't want to be homophobic. That sounds so bad and evil and unloving and unkind. And Christians, well, we don't want to be homophobic. Again, remember what Paul said to the Corinthians, don't be deceived, do not be deceived. Schools are supposed to teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, but they have been transformed into institutions of social engineering. The homosexual agenda is not trying to get into the schools. It's in our schools. Like, we need to understand that. <laughs> you know, you can walk into any public school and where I'm at here on the east coast of Canada, and, and, and it's filled with rainbows. Nope, not Skittles. Nope, nope, not, not, not the rainbow of Noah's day. The LGBTQ plus rainbow. Everywhere's. All the teachers, the curriculum, the faculty, they're in the schools. We allowed them in there. We welcomed them in. They're in. They're in control of our children's minds. That's what's going on. It's not homophobic to say so. It's just a, an absolute truth. It's reality. It is what it is. Right, wrong, or indifferent to your perspective and your worldview currently. It just is what it is. Schools are supposed to teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, but they have been transformed into institutions of social engineering. The homosexual agenda is not trying to get into the schools. It is in our schools. The Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, GLSEN, is leading the assault. The organization includes 70 school district, districts in 46 states, overseeing more than 700, quote, gay student groups. It vows to eliminate, quote, homophobia and heterosexism from our schools. And you got listen, I'm just sharing these articles and you need to understand, I, I have family members who are, quote, unquote, married homosexuals. They know I love them. They know I disagree with their lifestyle, as they've disagreed with mine. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's true. That's just what it is. Is the message getting through? The article says, yes, it is. A lady, quote, not a member of the church, unquote, or parentheses, end parentheses, was talking with a Christian lady. She said, quote, if my son, a toddler, ends up being gay, that will be okay with me. And we've heard that many times, haven't we? It, if that is what he chooses, I will support him. Right? Well, the agenda has been embraced. The article says, unbelievable, right? You wouldn't think so, but it has. Some of us in the church, 
have children who have chosen to go and participate in homosexual activities and the agenda therein. You know, that's hard on the heart of a parent who loves their child. We got to be compassionate with this kind of stuff and we got to take it case per case, really. Yes, there is a public broad brush in which we say homosexuality is a sin. You will not go to heaven if you practice homosexuality. That's a broad brush that God has given us to proclaim. It's the truth. But to use it as some kind of a bitter, vindictive arsenal where we just seem want to pur purposely hurt people and, and, and condemn people and stuff like that, I don't think that's the right approach. I don't think that's the way the scriptures teach because, I mean, Paul himself even said, some were such of you, but you've been saved now by Jesus Christ. So there is some... Um, um, righteous strategy to reaching these individuals. Anyway, let's keep going. The article says, is, quote, sexual orientation, end quote, a matter of chance or choice? Good question, right? Dr. Robert L. Spitzer, Spitzer is a psychiatry professor at Columbia University in New York, and formerly he had engaged in the homosexual lifestyle. He reported his study to the American Psychiatric Association on May 9th, 2001. He said that his study, consisting of extensive interviews, demonstrates that people can change. He talked with former homosexuals, parentheses, both men and women, and parentheses, who have changed, and many of these people are now in heterosexual relationships. Dr. Spitzer, Spitzer does not advocate that homosexuality is wrong. Well, no, of course he would not. He says that what consenting adults do is their own business, and he is highly sympathetic to homosexuality. He is also concerned about the possible misuse of his study. In spite of these things, he says, quote, We conclude that contrary to conventional wisdom, some highly motivated individuals, using a variety of change efforts, can make substantial change in multiple indicators of sexual orientation and achieve good heterosexual functioning. Interesting, right? The homosexual community despises any suggestion that individuals can take responsibility for their sexual behavior. Matter of fact, in this country, in Canada, it's now illegal to even suggest the very thing. You can't do that. It's illegal. Matter of fact, this country legally now will take your child away from you. Really. I mean, this is happening in Canada. We have cases. They'll take your children away from you if you try to stop them from transitioning or from practicing homosexual activities. This is reality. I mean, this is where we're at. Their claim is that a person does not choose his sexual orientation. You see, a position they cannot defend, of course. With all the confusion about human sexuality, consider what God, creator of man and woman, says. Quote, Male and female created he them, Genesis 1.26. God made humans as sexual beings of different genders. Male and female, that's it. All the other genders, they come from the world. <laughs> God regulates sexual behavior. Quote, a man shall leave father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, Genesis 2.24. Quote, let marriage be had in honor among all, and let the bed be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge, Hebrews 13.4. A husband and wife are authorized by God to engage in sex. Fornication, adultery, homosexuality, and all other forms of sexual perversion are sinful. 
They are, therefore, destructive, demeaning, and damnable. And we currently live in a over-sexualized community, right? We're going back towards Corinth all over again, to the Roman way. So it, it shouldn't be, but, you know, it is. God teaches the value of sexuality. Remember, he created us as sexual beings, and he did so with a purpose. There's good sex within the confines and boundaries of a faithful and authorized marriage, union, male and female. It should be explored. It should be practiced. It's enjoyable. It's pleasurable. It's love. It's an act of love. But the world perverts everything that is pure. That's what it does. The devil is corrupt, so everything he sees, everything he does, everything he creates is corrupt. And sadly, what is a blessing between male and female in an authorized marriage has now been hijacked and utilized for all, co co uh, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, perverted conduct. Okay, back to the article. The marriage relationship is the most intimate of human relationships. The home was designed by God, ultimately for our spiritual welfare. This act of intimacy is to draw married couples closer together in unselfish devotion to each other. Our, quote, if it feels good, do it society has turned it into a perverse thing. But God designed it for our good, not just for our pleasure. You know, a, a warm fire is good within the home to warm the home, but it can also be used to burn the house down. We got to be careful with that. We got to be responsible with fire, making a fire, right? Okay, well, sex is the same way. It is responsible and pleasurable within the confines of an authorized marriage union. The minute we hijack that and apply it outside the marriage union, oh man, we make a mess. God forgives sexual sins, the article says, but for forgiveness, there must be repentance. Luke 13.3, 1 John 1.9. Some Christians in Corinth were former homosexuals, in other words, abusers of themselves with men, the American Standard Version would translate. But Paul says they were forgiven as they had obeyed the gospel. We do not have to rely on Dr. Spitzer's or Spitzer's study. The Bible teaches that people can overcome sin and be saved. One can't stop the sinful behavior and utilize the motivation of the gospel of Jesus Christ to overcome the power of sin, Romans 8.13. God condemns homosexuality. And what of Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, they had given themselves over to fornication having gone after, quote, strange flesh. Where are those cities today? They're not, a one. They're not here anymore. They're gone. They've been judged. But the people of those cities, quote, are set forth as an example, suffering, present tense, the punishment of eternal fire. Jude 7. Yes, we ought to be, quote, unquote, homophobic. Not that we should ever treat someone in a hostile way because of their sins. Rather, we ought to fear God's judgment concerning sinful lifestyle. Okay? We ought to be, quote, phobic of all sinful conduct and, quote, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And, quote, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. You know, again, the beauty, the forgiveness, the love, the peace, the family of Jesus Christ will release individuals who are snared in the very perverted and toxic lifestyle of the LGBTQ agenda. And yeah. 
I'd much rather see those who are snared in those kind of sinful activities to, to come out of that and, and find true peace in life and purpose. If I was able to do it and work through it with substance abuse and a great many other things, such as fornication and, and whatnot from my past life, then individuals who are snared in the LGBTQ community can find freedom as well away from that. And those who are, if you, if you read uh, the testimonies of those who have been honest with each other, they'll say it. They're like, this life is a miserable life. It's filled with all sorts of partners, suicide, sexual diseases, drug abuse, drug overdose. It's not the peachy love is love rainbow they portray it to be outwardly. It really isn't. And I've spoken to these individuals who have gone through great mental distress uh, and, and pain and sorrow because of that lifestyle. And once they turn away from it and expose it for what it truly is, they become the target of persecution from those they thought they were friends with. Oh man, it's, it's sad. It really is. And I'm just the messenger here. I'm just sharing uh, the information. Uh, but I'd strongly consider, strongly, strongly want you to consider, you know, uh, how the love of Christ can turn individuals away from that. They are far and few in between. Most remain in that lifestyle till they die. But there are some who, who see how corrupt it is, and they want to find a way out. And uh, Jesus Christ is there for them. There is hope. There is love. You can be embraced. You can find family. You can find a, a, a good life remaining. Uh, if you, you come out of that lifestyle. But you can't, we can't lie to you. We can't say, oh yeah, you know, there's nothing sinful about a man having anal sexual intercourse with another man. That, that would be a lie. We, we wouldn't be, and, and, and forgive me for being so abrupt with it, but that is exactly the carnal, fleshly practice of homosexuality. It's, it's not good. It's not right. It's not love. You know, it, it, you, they need to leave that. It, it, this here agenda has taken over our governments, our academic institutions, our entertainment industry. It's taken over so many churches. I mean, and I live in a country where it's illegal for me to say the things I am saying. Literally, I could go to jail for up to two years for hate speech, being homophobic. Now, it's none of those things. It's not hate speech. And I'm not quote-unquote homophobic as they see it, violent or seeking to have violent uh, physical attacks against these people, not whatsoever. I'd actually even defend them from that. But we have been deceived in the Western world, and they have taken over. That's always been the agenda of homosexuality, to take over and to control so that they can have their perverse ways. Why do you think transgenders want children? Why do you think they have this library drag queen hour with children? Why are they so concerned with having children? They tell you because we don't want them to grow up being phobic of us. Really? Are you really deceived to believe that? Think about it, guys. This, this agenda is not what it portrays itself to be. And I'm not saying there aren't homosexuals out there practicing homosexuality who are not kind individuals. I, I've spoken, I've had neighbors, I've had family members, I've had people in my life who were very kind. They were, homo they were practicing homosexuality, but they were very kind individuals. They could be useful to you. They could be useful. Uh, they were, they were uh, of good character that way. 
I, I defend them if anybody would try to hurt them physically. But I can't sit there and be like, oh yeah, you as a man having anal sexual intercourse with another man, that's perfectly fine. That's love. It, it isn't. It's perverted. And spiritually speaking, it's destructive and will it will stop you from going to heaven with Jesus Christ one day. And I don't want that for you. I want you to know the love of Jesus and the peace and how he helps us persevere and heal through those sinful practices. Anyhow, there it is, the uh, podcast session. I don't have much to add to that. Half hour in, homophobia, homophobic. Are Christians homophobic? Well, we've read a few articles. You make up your own mind on that. You seek the scriptures. You study that. Read Romans chapter 1. You know, many say, oh yeah, well that was the God of the Old Testament, but the God of the New Testament embraces and welcomes the homosexual community. And to be honest, he does. He welcomes everyone and anyone in this church. But he, does, he, he commands you repent that you stop practicing homosexuality. The New Testament is replete with information in there. The nature of God saying that this kind of agenda, this homosexual agenda, is, is wrong. It's sinful. And we need to be wise. And we need to be humble. And we need to seek the truth and obey the truth and find purpose and peace in our lives. Stefan Maia with you. AddedSouls.com, the website. This is the early morning podcast sessions. Please consider supporting this work. If you'd like to keep, see it, keep going, you can do so at AddedSouls.Locals.com. You can sign up there for free and from there choose to support. It could be $5 a month. It could be whatever you want it to be. It helps a great deal. It puts food on the table for me and my family. We get to keep producing the Added Souls ministry and the gospel in this mission field we minister to over here in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. That good? I hope so. Stay focused and stay positive. Lord willing, we'll see each other again soon. God bless.